Welcome to the Haunted Hangover Podcast. I'm Louie, and as always, I'm joined by my bud, Dave. Hey. So, Dave, it's the end of September, and you're starting to see more Halloween decor, you know, on people's houses, the stores, you know, they have more costumes and candy on display, and I thought now would be the perfect time to talk about Halloween music. For sure. So, much like Christmas... Halloween has its fair share of music that you hear throughout, like, the season. And it's usually stuff like Michael Jackson's Thriller and Oingo Boingo's Dead Man's Party and, like, the Monster Mash. That's usually, like, the uh, generic go-to tracks you hear, like, when you walk into a party city or something like that, right? Not this time around, though. (laughs) No, exactly. And I usually create a playlist or, like, a mixtape, um... For, for October and, and September, if I'm, if I'm being honest, because like we said in the last episode, you know, us Halloween fans, we start in September. So, Dave, where do you stand when it comes to Halloween music? Oh, boy. Okay, so music is probably the most important co-pilot to all of October for me. Like, as important as pumpkins are and a foggy night, music to me is just as, you know... It's just as essential. And the image in my head, like, as a whole pertaining to Halloween are has always been, like, metal, punk, and goth kids on their BMX bikes <laughs> and completely just riding around suburbia and just ready for an encounter with danger or the macabre. Like, that's always what I always think about when it comes to a Halloween night and music. And, you know... It's just something that's always sticking in my head, and I know it might sound silly, but, like, that's literally what I think about, like, as soon as October hits, and, like, when I'm trying to put together music or, like, playlists and whatnot, like, I've made Halloween mixes for, like, a good four years, and I put them out on SoundCloud, and, um... The series was called Scare Me to Death, Songs for a Seance, and I did one, two, three, and four, and, um... I was looking up on SoundCloud the other day because I have I literally haven't made a mix in about two years, but a SoundCloud mix in about two years. So um, I was looking through it and I was like, oh, wait, there is one still up. So I'm going to have to post that one up uh, as like a bonus thing for us, for, you know, for, for the listeners. But um, it, it's like I said, it, it music is hand in hand with October specific. Well, not specific music, but kind of specific music for October. So I don't know if that makes any sense. No, no, it totally does. And and just like you, I've, you know, grabbed a bunch of songs and put them together in like, I, I, you know, it's not like a Spotify playlist that you're talking about because I know what you're doing. You have like an, a, a specific group of songs you kind of mix together into like this mixtape. And it's honestly, it's a lot of work. Well, yeah. Right? Like putting like a bunch of songs together and, and, and making it all flow and work is just, it's, it's something fun to do, but it, it is... Not easy. It's 100% fun. And I, I have a... So one of my coworkers uh, is a DJ. He would... Every year he would be like, so you, are we doing this mix this year? And, I, and you know, unfortunately, I, I haven't had the time to do the last two mixes because I've been putting out albums close to Halloween. So, you know, putting out my own music has taken uh, precedence over making mixes. But um, he would, you know, I would come up with some, like, really bizarre choices <laughs> yeah and he would make you know he would make them work <laughs> and you know that's why it is it is so much fun to put these together all right dave so 
I'm going to give you a little scenario before we start because we're going to be creating our own for the first time on the podcast Halloween mixtape. So, so here's the scenario, Dave. So let's say you and I, along with some friends, decide to go hang out in an old cemetery on Halloween night. It's already perfect. You know, we're, <laughs> you know, we're wearing our costumes and we have a boom box for some reason. And we only have one single cassette in it. So I thought it would be fun for us to kind of, you know, put together this make-believe cassette Halloween mixtape. So Dave, I'm going to let you hit us with the first track. They told me that these red So my first pick is going to be T.S.O.L. Red Shadows off the album Change Today, which came out in 1983. To me, that entire album is the epitome of a Halloween night. And if you were to ask me what's the most essential fall Halloween album, this would be it. Uh, At that time, they had a band lineup change, and they changed their sound because they were, for the most part, like a... I, I, I don't want to say hardcore because they're definitely affiliated with the hardcore scene, but I would say a light hardcore punk sound. But this album is like a straight up like gothic punk rock album. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's it, I, you know, I'm going to repeat myself again. It, it is, to me, the epitome of a Halloween album. Um, like, even if you look at the cover, like the cover is like a fortune teller's blurred hands over tarot cards. And it's just like... You know, like you could just uh, you could just assume that this was meant to be for Halloween. You know what I mean? And yeah, that that that's that's my first pick. I own an original I own original pressing on vinyl, and it is probably my favorite record that I have in my collection. And I have a big record collection, and I can tell I I can confidently say that's my favorite record I own. The song is very post punky, and and you're right, it's very gothy. And I don't am I correct in saying they have a song featured in Return of the Living Dead? Uh, yeah, but that's off um, the album that came before this album, I believe. That was like that was before their their sound changed too, right? Like you were just saying. Yeah. Like because they were more like a punk band. Like you were saying, not I wouldn't say hardcore. It was more like old school punk, like that was popular in the eighties. But it's just interesting how they just changed into like a more post punk sound. It's just. Such an odd, uh, odd, odd, odd change. But like you said, I guess it was the musicians involved in the band at the time. And then, and then, like even eventually, they'd move on to do like it, it, the the sound just got it just didn't get good um, after this album. But yeah, it's uh, they definitely have that song on the uh, Return of Living Dead sound. Which, which, by the way, that in itself, that soundtrack in itself is a playlist for Halloween. So. If you've never heard that soundtrack, which I'm sure most of our listeners probably have, you should seek that out. So my first pick is the song Brand New Love by the band Alien. Dave, have you ever heard of this band? Nope. And I, I, when I was looking at your list of songs, I said, all right, so the ones that I didn't know I had to listen to, and I listened to it, and I loved it. 
So this track was released in 1988 on their self-titled album, but its claim to fame was being featured in the Blob remake from 1988 on that soundtrack, specifically the end credit song. Now, this song doesn't necessarily have any references to the film, like a blob isn't mentioned in the lyrics or anything. Honestly, the song is literally about a brand new love. <laughs> you know, that, that that was a thing, though, like in the 80s. Like, people would just use, like, they would, I guess, license a song to use it in the, you know, in the movie or in the credits as the main song on the soundtrack. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't specifically made for the movie. That was, that was definitely a thing. No, yeah. Back in the 80s, like, I feel like almost every horror movie had like a metal or rock song on the soundtrack. You had Dream Warriors. You had Man Behind the Mask. You had a bunch of, like, I think every slasher film and, and, and The Blob isn't a slasher film. And even it had, you know, a 80s glam metal type of song dude you know what you, you know what's a good example of that um desperate to Sur- uh desperate to survive by obsession because that's used in one of the sleepaway camp movies yeah, that's a great song and that well. movie wasn't it's amazing and, th- and that wasn't written for the movie so yeah and and all those songs are obvious choices for a halloween playlist but this one is just as catchy and just as good and i feel it doesn't get the recognition like it deserves <laughs> like I feel like people love it's so funny people love the blob from 1988 that movie's awesome I love it. it's one of my personal favorites from the 80s it's great but no one ever mentions brand new love no one like it's not you always hear about dream warriors every time you mention you know you mention nightmare on elm street but like no one talks about brand new love so like for me dude I've, I just I've felt never like heard this it. song yeah it's again I think a lot of people haven't heard it so, like, for me, I just wanted to show it some love because I feel like it should be on everyone's Halloween playlist. I'll tell you this. When I heard it, I made a note to put it on my uh, night photography playlist. So, there you go. So my second pick for the mixtape is by the band The Chameleons. The song Intrigue in Tan Years off the album What Does Anything Mean, basically, released in 1985. Uh, in my opinion, this is one of the best post-punk albums of all time. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. Uh, it reminds me of like a heartbroken teenager walking alone after all the commotions died down on a Halloween night, or any night for that matter, but specifically a night in the fall. Uh, this song takes me to places that I, I want to be real. Um, if you ever get the chance, look up their concert from Camden Palace in 1984. Especially this song, because on YouTube, if you look it up, you can see the specific songs from that concert. And uh, in the comment section alone, I've named songs of my own based off of things I've read in that comment section. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um, again, like this is like one of those things where this falls into the fall territory where I listen to this song all the time, but I listen to the song more so when it's the fall. The song does have like a dreary quality, like a, like not dark undertones because it's not really a sad song, but I, I, I could see why you like listening to it in the fall. And, and I and I like the chameleons, but I wasn't familiar with this track at all. 
Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah. I wasn't. I, I like the chameleons. I listened to them. I think I, I I've listened to this album before, but this track for some reason I didn't I, I'd never heard it. Okay, so you know what? Let me say one thing. For the people that have never heard this song before, don't listen to it on Spotify. Don't listen to it on Apple Music. Look it up on YouTube under the concert live in Candom Palace from nineteen eighty four. You need to watch it because they match the, the atmosphere they put they put together in that concert is exactly what the song sounds like. And it's fucking perfect. My second pick is the track Show Me by John Carpenter. And this song is featured on the Christine score from 1983. Now, we all know John Carpenter is an amazing composer. You agree with me, right, Dave? He's one of my biggest influences. And I'm pretty sure 99% of our listeners agree with us as well. (laughs) So, obviously, the Halloween score is probably his most famous. And honestly, that, that title track is probably the most generic thing you can put on a Halloween playlist because I, I'm pretty sure we all have had that at one point on a Halloween playlist. Absolutely. But I wanted to choose something different, and I feel like the Christine score is just darker, drearier, more depressing. So the film Christine, spoilers if you haven't seen it, um, is about a possessed car and this this like high school student who's obsessed with it, and the car goes on like a killing spree basically, and it's it's a little overprotective of the lead. So there's a scene in the movie that I've always loved, where a bunch of like school bullies destroy the car, Christine and Arnie, the lead. He's sort of like depressed and upset, and he's hanging out in like this garage because that's where he stores the car. And he starts talking to the car because he has like a relationship with this possessed car. And the car starts to fix itself. It's all fucked up. It's awesome. just Oh, yeah. That entire scene with the headlights going on and just the score kicks in. It just has so much atmosphere. And to me, just the way it was shot, the music, just everything about it was done perfectly. And... I, you know, for me, I sometimes feel that this score doesn't get the love it deserves, you know, like it's, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's never people's go-to with John Carpenter, you know, it's usually like even the Halloween 3 soundtrack I feel gets more love than this one. It definitely does. And that's not even a John Carpenter movie. Yeah. It, this, this score is my favorite John Carpenter score. So, I, I mean, and, and I love Season of the Witch. But this one for me is better. Yeah, it just, it, it, this song just has a different feel. Like it has a slow buildup. And, it, it, you know, that like synth really kicks in when like the car is building itself back together. But even when you hear the song, it just sounds like something sad, dying, and then coming back to life. Right. You know what it is? It's, it's, they, it really, it shows the bond between the kid and the car. And it's and that music brings that emotion out really well, and it's like okay, this kid's attached to this car, this car's attached to this kid, and it's just done so well. 
especially with the music. My third pick is from the band Midnight, the song Satanic Royalty from the album Satanic Royalty, released in 2011. If I were to ever drink, and for those that don't that don't know me, I'm straight edge. I've been straight edge since I was 14. This is the song I would be throwing my hair around and smashing beer bottles to in a cemetery. I always pictured like denim clad teens, no fucks given. Ready to take on a demon, a possession, or a pack of wolves to this song. It rules, and it has the right feel to be on any Halloween mixtape, no matter what songs are on it. And I've put this in mixes before. This track definitely like fits the little scenario I mentioned in the beginning, with us hanging out in the cemetery, like pounding down Coors Lights, like holding a boombox on our laps while wearing like corpse paint or like skull makeup on our faces <laughs> definitely skeleton jumpsuits for sure for sure and like a one single bmx bike hanging out leaned leaned, leaned up against a uh, a tombstone too like what's what's funny about this band is and i don't know if you agree with me or not but i feel like this is their best album because the whole album kind of has that feeling and i don't feel like they captured that magic as they continued on uh do you agree you know, or disagree I, 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 I am a fan. I, I own a few of their albums physically. Um, this is pro- I, I would have to agree with you that this is my favorite album of theirs. Their newer one is really good too. Um, but yeah, this whole album just has that consistent like it's like this it's it's like this really interesting mix of like metal and like rock tinged punk, if that makes any sense. A little black metal too. You can see that influence in it. Yeah, you know, it's it's there's like and but it's and it's just this band's like amalgam of sound that lit, like I mean there there are a few bands that are similar, but like they just do it so well that you know it's midnight. So it's 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 a little tough to explain, but you should definitely check them out. Um, you know, Louis Louis's like dead center on the whole sitting on top of tombstones with you know with skeleton makeup with a boombox in your hand. So that that's and, that, and again that goes back to me saying that I want to smash beer bottles in a cemetery. To this like we're on the same page, and you know what I mean. It's it definitely evokes that feeling. So my next pick is another oddball one. It's the track I Surrender to the Spirit of the Night, that's in parentheses, by Samantha Fox, and it's from her self-titled album from 1987. So if I'm keeping it real, this song has very little to do with horror or Halloween or anything dark and scary, I think. The lyrics almost sound sinister, And I'm going to read you some right now. Please do, because I don't know the lyrics. (laughs) Here we go. I'm going to try to do this without laughing. (laughs) I've got a secret that I can't keep. That burns inside when I'm in my sleep. I tried to hide from your memory. 
but you come back and it's haunting me. What will I find in this fantasy? If I go with me now, will you set me free? And I surrender to the spirit of the night. I surrender. I surrender. The spirit is my lover. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. The darkness is my lover and nights of pleasure. So I surrender. I surrender to the spirit of the night. <laughs> the darkness is my lover, too. Uh, so I wonder if we were to swap out the lyrics from this song to the Dream Warriors, because I'm almost positive it will fit this. It will fit that song. It would. It's funny, like reading. I can't uh, listen, guys. I, I cannot read those uh, lyrics with a, with a straight face. But I, I totally agree. I feel like the lyrics fit, like some sort of creature or person stalking this girl. Like, right? Like. <laughs> That's what I got from it. Absolutely, and 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 it and it, and it feels tailor made for an '80s horror movie, like you just 100%. said. One hundred percent. It's <laughs> dude. The darkness is her lover, <laughs> and, and and that single lyric alone is why I'm choosing this song. And what's really funny with Samantha Fox is she actually does have a song. On the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 5 soundtrack. She has that song, Now I Lay Me Down. Do you remember that one? I, I feel like I remember, like, images of it or something. Yeah, I'll be honest, it's not a very good song. This song is way better. And I know Nightmare on Elm Street 5 came out a few years after this one. But they should have just used this song. It, it works way better. <laughs> and another funny thing about it is there's a music video, like, for this song. And I've seen it. In, <laughs> the video is amazing. Samantha Fox, she's a looker, if you know what I'm saying. And in the video, it's like the middle of summer. It's in the middle of the day. <laughs> she's on a boat and shit. It's not sinister at all. Like the no. lyrics and the title of the song do not, <laughs> they don't fit the like actual, like they don't fit the, the, the music video. So I just always got a kick out of that. The, the music video looks like they were pro- like they were on tour or something, and they just decided to shoot some random shit, and they took the random shit they shot and made a music video for it. That's exactly what the music video looks like. Yeah, it's like really like low quality. They probably it looks like they shot it like on a VHS camera, basically like shot on video. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It was just, they they just took a camcorder and fucked around and decided to make a video because when you're a big star like that, you can do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> She's like leaning up against trees and shit, yeah. talking about the spirit of the night and surrendering. It's the, it's the most ridiculous shit when you like That's it. read the lyrics and then watch the video. Not on Halloween, it isn't. And yeah, I I don't know. It's a great song. And I feel like it would be a banger to play at like a Halloween party. But that's just me. Pick number four comes from Shlomo, the song 10 Days of Falling off the album Dark Red, released in 2015. This song has been a mainstay in my Halloween mixes since I picked the record up when it came out. The entire album sounds like a black metal band decided to record music for a haunted house and use synthesizers mostly rather than guitars. 
Uh, if there was a song I could say that sounded like my blurred memories of Halloween I can't quite remember, this is the song. It's evil, it's murky, and somehow melancholic all at the same time. It's too good. I agree. It does. That's a great way of describing it. It, it when I because I I know who Shlomo is, but I, I'll be honest, I don't listen to this type of music personally. Um, but it does fit a haunted like I feel like a homemade haunt. This track would be perfect for it. One million percent. That's exactly what it's it's supposed to fit. Um, there's and I now Louis has been here before. There is a local haunt by me, uh, Clark Botanical Garden. They do this. They've been doing this since I was a kid. I'm 37 years old. They've been doing this since I was like fucking 12 years old. Um, like this song is exactly what I list. Like I picture walking through that haunt of just, you know, teenagers dressed up in shitty Halloween costumes, like being dicks and fucking with people and just fog everywhere. And just that, that you, 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 do you know that laugh that 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 it's like it, it's like off of uh and I'm pretty sure we've mentioned this in the podcast before. Yeah. It's that yeah. little cackle that like it like I hear that and I'm pretty sure he sampled something in that song that's very very reminiscent of that sound. And I apologize for that cackle cuz that was awful, but <laughs> um yeah, like you 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 actually nailed that on the head. It sounds like something that would be in like a local haunt and it's fucking perfect. My fourth pick is the track Fall Children by AFI. It was featured on their EP titled All Hollows EP from 1999. So we've mentioned this song on a recent episode covering jack-o'-lanterns, but I wanted to highlight it a little more. So the track starts off, it's got like this little spooky guitar melody that I've always loved, and it ends with like creepy like this creepy music, almost from like a, uh, what do you call those little boxes? Like a music playing box or whatever, those winding things. I think it's just called a music box. And the song is just, for like a, a pop punk punk song, it's really atmospheric. And when you listen to it, and I, I'm not going to uh, bless everyone and read more lyrics on the show. Uh. But <laughs> when you do read the lyrics, you know... It, the song is almost about being a person that loves Halloween or loves the fall and how that's our time of the year. That's like my best way of describing it. Like, like I, I recommend anyone listening to when they listen to the track, look up the lyrics and you'll see what I'm talking about. It's like just a love letter to autumn and to like Samhain, Samhain and Halloween. Absolutely. You know, if you look at the album cover, the EP cover, I should say, like that EP cover is exactly what the album sounds like. You know, the EP sounds like, like for me. Yeah, and I, and I feel this song embodies Halloween to the fullest. The the whole EP does. And the the closest thing I could think of that's even close to it is the Misfits track Halloween, which AFI covered. And oddly enough, I don't feel enough people have it 
on their Halloween playlist. Every time I'm with friends and I'm like, hey, what do you guys got on your Halloween playlist? They never add this song. Like, it's an, ag- it's an aggressive song. I get that. But I don't know. There's just something about it that just feels like autumn and the holiday. So, you know. I couldn't agree more. So, I try to push it as much as possible. So, listen to Fall Children and listen to the entire All Hallows EP. It rules. My final pick is by the band Black Marble, and it's the song Pretender off the album A Different Arrangement, released in 2012. When I first heard this song, it was everything I wanted to hear, and I came in front, it really was. Uh, It was like a sound I was yearning for. Like, front to back, this album is a banger. And I'm going to create a scenario within our scenario. (laughs) And it's a little similar But it's just specifically for this song. All the scenarios. (laughs) Yes. So you're with, it's yourself and you're with two of your best friends and your girlfriends. And you all decide to borrow, air quotations, your brother's car, who is at another Halloween party at the community center with his girlfriend that picked him up. You guys weren't feeling the community center. So you and your friends decide, let's pile in his car. We start the engine, and we take a look in the trunk, and you find a box of tapes. Like I said, it's very similar to this to this scenario. <laughs> the tape says seance. That's all it says. You pop it in the tape player, and this is the song that opens and sets the mood for your Halloween evening. You all drive through this fog. You hang by a cemetery for a little, and you walk off with your girlfriend, and you tell her something beautiful. She tells you something equally beautiful. There's this weird confusion, though. You all drive back home. You sit on your front steps, watching the wind blow the plastic skeleton hanging on the tree. You know the day after Halloween is fucking awful, because it is. You look at the tape, and you say to yourself, listen to this shit in the fog. (laughs) I had to read that, because there was no way I could remember that. But that's the scenario that I made up, and it's exactly what I think about when I listen to that song on that album. Uh, Black Marble is like, it, I mean, for those that don't know, it, it's, it, I believe it's one guy, but he also has somebody that helps him. Um, it's post punk to the like to the max. Um, every single one of his albums are again bangers, start to finish. Um, I love Black Marble. Yeah, it's so yeah, good. He's he's great. It's so good. And like I said, I couldn't remember all that, so I had to recite that. So, but yeah, that's just what, you know, like, that's just what it reminds me of. Like, just this, these are the things that go through my head when I listen to this type of stuff. So. All of Black Marble's stuff is super atmospheric. It's very lo-fi. Like, if, if you're someone that's not familiar with this artist and you listen to, like, any other albums or songs you'd think you're listening to something from 1986. Like... Oh, for sure. Automatic. Like, that'd be the first thing you're thinking of. And someone would be like, no, this came out in, like, 2012. You'd be like, really? And you're like, <laughs> you know, because it's it just has that feel. You even hear that, like, cassette tape hiss, like, hidden in, like, the in like the yeah. track. Yeah. Like, and... and, and you know, that analog sound. That analog sound, exactly. And your your scenario 
and the one we've created, our Halloween, our, our, our two... I love how all of our scenarios are just becoming one big night of, ho- of Halloween celebration. I love it. It's great. <laughs> is Is this song, you're right, like, it, it's... I pictured what you were saying in my head and hearing it play. Like, it was a perfect way of summing it up. Yeah, you know, it's like... It's yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really happy that you could picture that. That that makes me very happy. So my final pick is the track Hourglass from 2012 by Survive and their album MNQ026. Now, there are two reasons I picked this track. First, Survive personally is probably one of my favorite bands to come out in the last like decade or two like i i love them i can listen to them with, like all the time and honestly they don't even have a very large catalog i also think they're one of the best synth wave or retro wave groups out there i honestly separate them from all that stuff because they're kind of the kings of that shit and they're doing everything legit like they actually perform with like different synthesizers and like it's all hardware. They're not doing this shit on like Fruity Loops or on a computer. It's all like created authentically. And the second reason I picked this track is because it was featured in one of my favorite Halloween theme movies in the last decade as well, The Guest. And this song just reminds me of that movie and Halloween in general. Uh, I don't want to go too into the movie because we plan on covering it down the line. And this is probably the second or third time I think I've mentioned it on the show, right? <laughs> yes, it is. And we're getting to it. Yeah, we, yeah, we will. Uh, but yeah, this song has a lot of atmosphere and, and, and it has like a groove to it. Like, like if this shit played at like a club, I think people would, like, would get down to the shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, like this is a, a, a slang term I'm going to throw out to, to, <laughs> to you guys. But the song's tough without actually being tough. I don't know if that I don't know if that if I'm I'm articulating that properly. Like there's just something about the track. Yeah. You know, uh so it's funny that you that you mentioned that it's in um it's in the guest, but it's also in it's in an episode of Riverdale. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. I forgot about that. <laughs> it's it's funny cuz you could like you could hear it in the background and you're like, "Oh, wow, it's fucking survive." Um yeah, survive is 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 just to add to what Louis was saying. It's they're really good. Um, clearly, the uh, the guys from Survive scored the Stranger Things score. Um, they own a store in Austin, Texas called Switched On. I believe is the name. Um, I've been there before. It's it's just synthesizer heaven. <laughs> you know, it's just all kinds of old synths and just really cool gear. Um, when I went to Texas a few years ago, uh, I made it a point to go in there, and I actually had dropped off like demo tapes. Uh, what well, wasn't a demo tape, but it was like unofficial versions of my uh, first album. So 
And the guy was like really cool about it. He was like, oh, he's like, I love when people bring, you know, bring in their music to share. He's like, that's how I find out about half the stuff I listen to. And I'm like, oh, here you go. It's like, here is too. So, um, yeah, Survive is awesome. Uh, their album after this, uh, the one that's on Relapse Records, because I think, so their albums go by catalog number. So they're not really a title. So it's the one that's on Relapse Records. That one is really good too. Yeah, yeah. dude, all their stuff's like amazing. I think they're probably one of the most talented. Listen, this synth wave, retro wave shit's a little oversaturated personally. That's just my personal opinion. There's way too much of it, and very few are really good. <laughs> and I just think these guys are like the creme de la creme. Of this genre of music, you know, th- them and Zombie are like the two like hardware-based, you know, synth. Well, Zombie's a little different because they have a live drummer. So, but they're like, you know, they're like those two are the most like I would say like the 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 bricks of you know that I would say synth scene. So for sure. So yeah, so Hourglass. If that shit's not on your Halloween playlist. You're doing it wrong. So everyone, that was our Halloween 2020 mixtape. I had a shit ton of fun doing this. Louie, what about you? I had a great time, man. You know, putting together all these songs, you know, our listeners can can gauge what our tastes are when it comes to music. And I know music in general is very influential on both of us, you know, with you when it comes to producing music and with me with filmmaking. So it was. It was just a really good uh, experiment because this is the first time we're doing anything like this together. Absolutely. So Louie and I are going to put this playlist on Spotify. It will be in the episode description. And with that being said, be sure to subscribe. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Haunted Hangover. And if you can rate and review us, that would be greatly appreciated. And remember, the best cure for a hangover is... More booze? Later, guys. Later, guys.